The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast, and we've got some UK-based pre-season friendlies to talk about. Signing it, yeah, hey. yeah. Hey. Um, so, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we have tonight with us Michael. Is with us. Hello, Michael. Hello. Um, we have, <laughs> and we have Ben with us as well. How's it going? Hello. Ben? Very good, thank you. I feel like this is the first th- first midweek episode you've had in a while. <laughs> yeah. Probably is to be fair. Yeah. As I was saying to Mick early, it's the first episode I think we just us three on in about a year as well. It is. It is to be fair. Um, weren't it just us three on Sunday? No, because Kev was on. Kev Johnson. Kev was on. Because Kev were on with us. Sorry, Kev. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Danny's at the uh, Women's Euros again. Uh, France, Belgium, I think it is at New York Stadium. Thursday evening. Um, so, yeah, that's why Dan is not with us. Should be back with us, with us on Sunday evening. We'll talk more about Sunday evening in a minute. Um, first of all, we want to give a massive shout-out to our, our sponsor, Athletic Green, who keep supporting the show. Um, they are the guys who can help you with it if you're multivitamins. If that's what you want to get yourself a bit healthier, that's what they can help you with, isn't it, Michael? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. And I'll be honest with you, to coin Ben's phrase, I absolutely recommend it. It's really, really good. Um, I, I, yeah, I can even, I've been using it for about a month now and I can even remember my own name some days. It's, um, it has a massive effect. Um, it's, it's really, really good. I very, very much recommend it. Very much recommend it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we do. We all all do. To be honest with you, um, it's one of those things that sort of it's a multivitamin thing, so it can help with well, just well being in general. Helps with sleep quality and recovery. Then recovery from yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> as we've said before, it's, it is. There are a climate neutral certified company, which we're all about the environment at the minute. Um, so to make it easy, Athletic Green are going to give everybody a free one year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free trial packs with your first purchase. All your theories go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Rotherham. Uh, to take ownership of your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And obviously, Ben highly recommends it. I got that one in for you, Ben. Thank you. Uh, 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 We've got a few people with us in the live comments. Neil Liversage, Philip Hall's YouTube user says, Good evening, gentlemen. All quiet on the transfers. Should we be panicking? We will come on to that. Harvey Kelwick, J-Boy, Chris Tether, Brooke Simcox, Sean uh, Green and Jordan Simpson are all with us. We've got, to be honest with you, I'm surprised we've got so much to cover tonight, but we have got quite a lot to talk about, I suppose. Mm. Um, where do you want to start, Mick? Um, I'll let you have, well, I'll let you have a go. The obvious, the obvious starting point would be the, the first friendly at Harrogate, wouldn't it, I guess? Mm. Yeah, um, which, 
certainly none of us three saw. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's going to be a bit thin on the ground, I think, in terms of um, in terms of any sort of uh, any sort of real discussion about it. But um, yeah, start with Arrogate, mate. What would score? Uh, we won three nil. Um, we won. Uh, Dan Barlester, Hakeem Adolphin, and I should have written down the third scorer. Who scored the third goal? Kelly. No, this Kelly. is well. This is where I were going to come in, Ben. You see, it's start of the down downturn. This yeah. played two games what? now and not scored as Georgie Kelly. Um, so I, I'm I'm amazed that I've not seen two days. So I've not been on Twitter because, as you're aware, my internet connection in North Wales ain't great. Um, but I've not seen. I expected when I got back today to see a. A Twitter meltdown of about Georgie Kelly and our crappies, you know, because he's not scored in two games. But uh, I've not seen it. I don't know whether it's there. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It was Kieran McGuckin, as Carl Scott points out, um, one of the bright sparks of the both friendlies. To be fair to him, um, yeah. probably come to the Salford one in a minute. Um, the, the the Harrogate one was a bit more representative, Ben, because it was a stronger team. It wasn't obviously amazing, but it was a stronger team in the first one. Um, the Salford one was the one that everybody could watch. I suppose that's maybe the frustration that Salford, the game wasn't very good. We could all watch it. Harrogate one was pretty, by the sounds of it, was pretty good and nobody could watch it unless you went to the ground. So, and maybe where some social media frustration has come from. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a friendly that, you know, we've just got, I don't know when we got back from Croatia. But Saturday, I think. So, <laughs> we're not going to be game ready. I know people might think that because we're playing game, but we won't be game ready. Um, mm. We'll still be recovering and still be trying to recover from them them awful runs in <laughs> seven a.m. in Croatia, which uh, which I, I think people might underestimate because in thirty summit degree heat to jog for, however, I, don't, I think it's five k runs at least five k, five or ten. Five, I don't know, I don't know but five, I, I can guarantee you that it will not all be flat. It, it, no. it'll, it'll be horrible. So uh, I do that to do that every day. Is uh, yeah, that's not going to make your game ready. So uh, I, we can't read too much into it. Um, but obviously, still want to win and stuff like that. But yeah, the social media frustration is uh, is always going to happen, isn't it? I mean, even if we won four 0 against Barca, there'd still be some stupid idiots. So yeah, we'll come on to the, the proper frustration in a minute about the numbers and stuff like that. Uh, talk about the players who did play a Dauphin Mick scored and uh, not really yeah. relevant, I suppose, but he is playing at centre back. Um, mm. and the game he didn't play at centre back, we we conceded. Read into that what you will. Um, but it, it's good to see him get the minutes. I know it's only pre season, but I, I want to see a Dauphin in this team. I like him, I don't know why I like him, but I do like him. Um, and if it means playing centre back, well, we need centre backs. He's one of those players, isn't he, that who certainly for me you took an instant liking to, mm. um, and, and 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 it's not something that you can put your finger on. Don't really know why, um, but but I feel exactly the same as you. It, it's great to see him in the team. Um, having seen him in the flesh at Parkgate, and 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 then obviously on the on on the on the game yesterday, it looks like he's lost a bit of weight. He seems mm, to I have thought that. He's really skinny, skinny, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, which which can only be a good thing, and it's you know it's going to make him um, it's going to make him a lot quicker. And he was quick enough as it was, you know, for a big lad. Um, he, he, he looks like he's not even moving; his legs aren't moving, and then he covers the ground like, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. So I, I'm I'm keen to see him in the team. I think he's got a lot to offer as the, as the lad. Whether that is in a central defensive role is another matter. Um, I suspect he's. He's filling in at the moment. Um, you know, we've we've had the lad on trial from Wolves, um, and Humphreys is is obviously sort of not really not really game ready yet, and only got half of the Croatia tour as well. So um, he's possibly just filling in there. I'd like to see him sitting in that midfield uh, with Dan Barlasser. Because um, who are Dolphin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's um, I think he's got something to offer. Certainly has. Particularly at this level as well. Bear in mind, <coughs> midfielders are going to have a, a lot more time on the ball in the championship uh, than we did in the uh, in, in in League One. So, yeah, mm. I, I, it's good to see. Good to see. 
it's sort of it feels to me like a sort of defensive combative midfield, like Rathbone, but much more defensive. Mm. And we didn't need that last season. Barely any yeah. we needed. That. That's why that's why you can get away with playing Dan Barla so as almost defensive midfielder, even though he's, he's, that's not his position. He's obviously a bit, he's a bit more further forward. You get away with it because you don't lose out by put by putting him there. Uh, and to be fair, his defensive work has come on a lot. I should I should add that in there to be honest with you. But yeah, yeah. a dolphin, I agree. A dolphin may suit the championship better in a strange way. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, it was the game we saw both new fullbacks start, Curso and Cohen Bramall. J-Boy asks, he says, Fram said, friend said that Bramall had a bad injury at Harrogate. Any truth in this? I know he came off injured. Uh, and I, as from what I've read of Paul Warren's comments, the only long-term, and I use that term because I don't know how long it is, is Tommy Eves, who was set to miss the start of the season. Um, I suspect Cohen Bramall if he's not ready for this Saturday, we'll be ready for the midweeks. That's the that's the inference I get from Paul Warren. Um, but to be fair, Ben, if there's only Tom Eames that's out for, for pre-season, that's not bad to be fair. You, for the players we've got, you are getting minutes in all of them, which is, which is the only thing that's important. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Uh, what injury is it to Eames? No, 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 they've not, they've not, <laughs> they've not said anything. Right. I understood uh, it. Didn't he come in with a minor injury as well? Yeah, didn't he come in with some injury? Uh-huh. Well, he got injured on the first day or walking to his medical or something. I don't know. <laughs> What's your problem? Wait, he's, been here, he's been here two weeks. He got injured twice. That's not a very good start, is it? But uh, People yeah, are allowed uh, to get injured. Question. Yeah, I know, but twice in two weeks. Whatever. For me, right, whatever. What did you What were questions? He could get hit by a car. I think he probably didn't get hit by a car. But I know he didn't get hit by a car. But I told you, he probably pulled it walking to his medical. By the sounds of it. <laughs> what uh, what question? Okay, Tom, if you listen to this, sorry, <laughs> don't do it. Him. It just turns up every week. It's not invited. No, I, I just I, I can struggle with the with, with people with you don't know what his injury is. Getting injured, I don't know what the injury is, and I don't know how he's done it. But I kind of struggle with it because it's like there's certain injuries that there's certain people right that will convince themselves they're injured when they're not just. I don't know why, but they just will, and it it, it just really annoys me because getting injured twice in two weeks. Mm. Do you not like running, mate? Is that what it is? <laughs> Carl Scott's his advertiser have said he's got a calf problem. But so again, he didn't take these... serious for the first time. Then is what is what he's saying. He didn't take his minor strain seriously, and he not recovered properly from it. I don't. We don't know if the first one was a calf problem. Oh right, I thought it was. But I don't, anyway. I don't yeah, um, it's not too bad, obviously. He always picks out do. one, doesn't he? So that's, yeah, he, he is he even the new Sadlier? Well, um, two injuries in however been a week and a half. He, I didn't what know he was twice. He, he, he was. He didn't. Well, he got in. He didn't. He didn't train one day, which counts as an injury because not training is. <laughs> well, it is, isn't it? I, I mean, I'm sure we'll come on to it when we talk about the podcast. But not training is, uh, well, not playing is, it's criminal offence for me. But whatever. <laughs> Can't remember. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, one injury is not one injury is not too bad. Um, and yeah, to be fair, well, there is McCart. Uh, McCart. McCart is out injured. Oh. I think he's back midweek next week. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. It, injuries do happen, but having one injury is good. It is good. And we've also got um, Washington, Washington, and what's his face, Coyote. Uh, yeah, so, I, I'm not worried too much. And Kelly. Yeah. And that, yeah. whatever his name is, the cooking or whatever it is. The cooking, although I don't, I don't think we'll see him in season, to be honest with you. Hopefully, I've got to learn him, but we'll come on, talk about him in a minute. Yeah. Power UK today has probably had a bad reaction to Warren's training. Yeah. Maybe we all, we all, we all, we all been told how, how intensive Paul Warren's training is. It could just be he's not used to that level of training. I've had a bad reaction to Warren's training, Ben. You and I just listening to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we don't know about Cohen Brown, but the, 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 the things that Paul Warren has said are there's no, nobody major except for you, so we'll take it from there. Um, Carl Scott said, as mentioned, we're looking scoring, Mick. Um, the mm. the lack of numbers has a positive. It means Kieran McGookin can get minutes. It means Mackenzie Ward can get minutes. Uh, DeRose play minutes. And to be fair, to, on the Wednesday night game, McGookin and DeRose played right and left wing back. That's not their positions. Mm. Either of them, but I thought McGookin had a really good game. Obviously, we didn't say she was the game, but against Salford, I thought McGookin was very, very positive. <coughs> and I'm quite, ex- I'm quite excited about. Him. He's, he's the, out of the three. He's the one that's exciting me. 
Yeah, at the moment, at the moment, uh, Darius looks like a good player as well, um, mm. and and I've no doubt that uh, Mackenzie Warren will 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 develop as well. It's great that that players of that age are being been kind of blooded in first team, um, even though it's pre season friendly. That matters not, you know. They're in and around in and around the squad and and mm. and, and kind of learning the trade. So I'm sure that probably all three, but certainly a couple of them will will end up out on loan this season. As you say, I can't. I, I'm struggling to see that any of them will be sort of first teamers this season. But you just don't know, dear. You? you just mm-hmm. don't know. Um, there's some some good prospects there, and and it's great. You know these these players coming through the academy um, are coming through at a, a hell of a level. You know yeah. if they can put themselves in in a game like certainly like that one yesterday against Salford, they're they're, they're no mug Salford. They played really well yesterday. Um, and, and none of them looked out of the depth at all. None of them. So out of position as well. Yeah, it's good. It's good news. Yes, very much so. There was to be a champion who put, I think put the cross into JJ for the equaliser, which was an excellent cross. Uh, I think it was a pretty good finish by JJ. Difficult to see because of the sun. Um, yeah. But 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 very good. Uh, unbeaten, more than one goal conceded in the uh, post Park Gate ones. Post park gate friendlies. Um, let's talk about Georgia Kelly, Ben. People are getting a little bit excited about Georgia Kelly, not just because of the goals, but because he's doing other stuff. And that, that's really obvious. That sounds like a simple thing to say. But I suppose we didn't know what to expect from Georgia Kelly. We, we had zero information other than he scored a goal at Gillingham. So to see him doing a bit of link up play, to see him controlling the ball pretty well, to see him moving with the ball, it's getting, it just builds up the excitement even more, which just piles more pressure on Georgia Kelly. Yeah, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> we all know how quickly narratives can build, and I think people are trying to fit the narrative that he's a really good player subconsciously. So every any little thing he does, oh my god, that's amazing! Uh, mm. I, 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 and I, I don't like it because, I mean, he's what? I, I just don't like it because it, you don't know how good he actually is, and all this excitement. I mean, you don't know how well he takes pressure as a player. He should be able to take pressure, but you don't know how well he's going to take. You don't he's know new to professional football. If, uh, yeah, but if he, doesn't, if he doesn't score in the first four games and people start getting on his back, how is he going mm. to react? That's, that's what I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, so people are going to start changing the narrative and then starting to fit that he's not a good player. So all that noise means nothing. Absolutely nothing. No offence to anyone who thinks their opinion is... Very valid. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just exciting, Ben. The strike. I know it's, it's exciting. It's no, exciting. Good. I know. I, I'm I'm struggling to find the excitement in it because he's played one league game for us, and I don't think he played very well. Obviously, scored a very good goal that is going to go down in memory, but he, he didn't play very well. I don't think. I don't think it was it was it was lacking fitness, weren't he? Certainly, that's that's why well, he didn't get. Well, he only played fifteen minutes. You, you can't press fifteen yeah. minutes. You can press fifteen minutes, mate. Well, you said that. <laughs> you know what I mean. Come Listen, on. mate, I struggle pressing my mouse. So, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it, it looks a little bit unorthodox to me. It doesn't mm. look... It's not got the look of a... This sounds ridiculous, and, I, and I'm going to... This might come back to bite me on backside. I don't know. It, it's not really got the look of a professional footballer. It's a little bit like... It's a little bit like Shane Ferguson in the mm. sense that Shane Ferguson is, I mean, listen, he is an absolutely excellent player. However, it just his appearance is not, doesn't fit. <laughs> Am I making, I don't know yeah. what I'm making. How does, yeah, but that doesn't make sense because you can't say that and then tell me that Freddie and Bowler look like footballers. Look like well, Freddie Bowler does, there's no football. issue with that. Freddie, when Freddie he plays no, football, come on. When they play football, you think they look orthodox. Yeah, oh, Bowler do, does. Yeah. What? Freddie definitely didn't. Freddie Bowler does it right. He looks like an amazing athlete, but he doesn't look like he's a natural footballer. And Freddie definitely didn't. No, well, Freddie was very I said very that very from day looks. one. And I'm going to say this about Bowler and watch. In a year, you're going to go back on it just like you did with Freddie. Because I was the only one that said that Freddie wasn't a good player. And then I got all this uh, hate. And now you're we'll all ground here, but Freddie is a good player. He's just lazy. He's not. He's not. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a good team player. He's not a good person. And he's not a anyway. natural footballer. Yeah, I mean, I don't think either either Taleji Bowler or, or Georgie Kelly fit into that category because they're both, you know, both will do the, the bare minimum of what's expected to, of them and that is to work hard. 
Um, there's, there's no question about that. Um, and I think both of them have got a lot of promise, a lot of promise. Uh, it's just, like I said, there's just something about Georgie Kelly that I, I don't know whether it's the way he carries himself or what. It, it, it looks slightly different. Um, however, however, I'm absolutely positive he's going to have an impact. Absolutely positive. Um, whether he'll get 20 goals a season is another matter. However, um, you know, our, our, our recruitment team have, have plucked him from where they plucked him and they don't just pluck any old, you know, he scored 20 goals in Irish Premier League. He'll, he'll be brilliant. They don't do that. They do the research. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm looking forward to seeing him get a run of games uh, and see what he can produce. Uh, particularly working alongside the likes of Connor Washington and people like that who've got that experience um, mm. and who can run the lines, run that, run across that front line and create the space for him. It's going to be interesting, be interesting to see. And I'm, I've got uh, reserved high hopes for um, for Georgie Kelly. A bit of a wild card, isn't it? That we don't mm. really know what to expect. We're sort of, sort of seeing him bits, a bit more, a bit more. Um, and if it doesn't quite turn out all right, it doesn't quite turn out how much we're all want it to. We've, we have got other players in and around him. We're going to bring players in. Um, yeah, of course. F- for me, some of this hype, I think, is a bit tongue-in-cheek. Um, you know? And, and it is, because none of us know. None of us know exactly how he's going to no. be able to perform. And probably neither does he until until he, he gets into that heat of battle. Jalen mm. uh, Simpson says he think Kelly suffers with self-doubt. And mm. I think that's something you've got to be wary of. Somebody who's not come through a professional system. He's not had the education, and I mean football and education, that other players have come through. He's, he's come through a very, very different route. And I think with a podcast at the end of last season, I can't remember which one it was, I think it was an Irish podcast, and he talked about, he talked almost like Paul Warren does about this imposter syndrome, almost. Mm. Like he didn't sort of almost feel like he didn't fit in. So I think that is part of it. I don't think he's your typical athlete who believes in himself. And if he don't believe in himself, if he tells himself he believes in himself. I'm not sure Kelly fits into that category. Well, that may work in his favour. It works in Paul Warren's favour, doesn't it? So Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sean Green says, if, if he scores a goal every two games, we'll all be jumping for joy. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yes we will. Um, yeah. I don't think there's much more to take from those. We, we saw everybody got minutes. Vickers got his first appearance of pre-season, uh, which is obviously a, bit, a, a good thing. Uh, Vickers played, uh, Victor played against Harrogate, Vickers played against Salford. Um, unbeaten, Mick, there's not much more yeah. we can take than for those friendlies from a performance point of view, I don't think. Yeah. And, and, and as Warner keeps saying, we're, missing, we're still missing some players. There's still some more players to come in. I think as, as these friendlies now go on, we'll start to see less of the, less of the academy lads in there and more mm. of the first team and the first, the sort of kind of starting 11 will start to take shape. So, um, well, let's be fair. Good. No, no, no offense to to Salford and uh, Harrogate, but they're not they're not championship teams, are they? No offense to no. them; they are good clubs, but they're not championship they're not championship quality teams, are they? They're mm. not, and they play a completely different style of football to to everybody else in the championship. You know, it's more akin to to the League One football that we've been watching. Um, so, I mean, if if there's any criticism at all to be leveled leveled at the club. Um, certainly the opposition that's been chosen for some of these well for all the friendlies really um, and I'm sure this is out of necessity rather than choice um, we could have been, been we could have done it with being up a level you know teams that play a similar style to what we can be expected in the, in this coming season but you can only get what you can get can't you I think the women's from a, from a Robin United point of view the women's Euros are stuffed us a little bit because yeah, you, yeah. you can't play a Premier League team at their ground no. It's not going to happen. Whereas we played Newcastle last season at home. From that point of view, it stuffed us a little bit. Um, but you know, we'll talk about the, the, the Twitter complaints in a minute. But while we're on it, um, should we talk about New York Stadium? <laughs> um, <laughs> looking an absolute beaut on uh, Sunday night and, and when we're recording Thursday evening. Um, I almost didn't recognise it, Ben. You know, the nets were different. The electronic boards were different. It just, yeah. from a camera angle point of view, it just looked like a different stadium. Yeah, I, I don't like them nets. Uh, no, I don't, I don't like, like it. It don't fit. It don't. It just feels uncomfortable. <laughs> it just feels uncomfortable. But yeah, it looks so good. I mean, I we mean, uh, I was saying to Mick for podcast, like, it's such a nice stadium, isn't it? Mm. It is just such a nice stadium. Uh, 
It's just so nice. I enjoy looking at it. I could look at it all day. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah. We have got a, a, a mini vlog from Danny, but I haven't loaded it up, so we'll save that till Sunday. Uh, he did a vlog from the Sunday night game. Um, we haven't got that prepared for one reason or another. <laughs> That's not prepared. Um, but yeah, big. It just it's our stadium. It's, be- it's beautiful and it looked really good. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? It's mad. If somebody said to you, go back sort of 12 years, um, and somebody said to you, you know what, in 12 years' time, Rotherham United Stadium will be, ho- will be live on BBC One hosting an international European Championship game, you'd have just laughed. You'd have just laughed them <laughs> out. Between you know. France and Italy as well. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, yeah. You know, not San Marino or whatever. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um so yeah, it's brilliant. And and to be fair, I mean, I've seen some of, I've seen some of the games, um, and and the quality of some of the sides is is something to behold. It really, really is. Um, so England the other night were outstanding. I mean, absolutely outstanding. Um, and France uh, and New York the other night were were excellent. Although I think um, Italy were a bit dire, weren't they? To be fair, did, did France win like five 0 Was it five 0 Five one. 5-1. I mean, Italy only just picked up a point today against Iceland, um, which sort of maybe gives you a level of where Italy are. Maybe I don't think they're, they're yeah. sort of the level of the men's team in, in the world order. Um, but as, as a well, the men's team almost, didn't even make it to the World Cup, did they? I mean, they're currently European champions, but yeah. Yeah, I know they are, but <laughs> should be, should they? Certain, yeah. certain people should have been sent off, but whatever. Yeah, you'll, we'll get more competitive games. You see, some people, I, I get the point to an extent. We don't, we don't want to see eight nils and five ones in the group stages. No. But it happens. The game's growing, and that will happen from time to time. Um, happens. Look at England when we beat which seven nil we beat Panama at World Cup. Stupid results happen from time to time. Um, I think when it gets to the uh, serious stage of the competition, it's going to be some. There's going to be some cracking games. Competitive, yeah. properly competitive games uh, as it goes on. Hopefully, anyway. Um, Brian Vernon says we need to get, all clubs just need to get get rid of these awful standard nets. Back to the eighties retros, but New York State yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, I also think it looked different because we have red and white nets, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And they were just, and they weren't. These weren't just nets. They were like, I don't know how, but they stood out, and I don't, I didn't like it. Um, so, if anybody's listening from the club, go back to red and white nets when season starts. I know we we'll have to bow down to UEFA for a minute, for a minute. But also, <laughs> what were with the dugouts being covered? That was we've got dugouts into the built into the stadium. Oh no, no, UEFA says we can't use those. Why, why, why? I don't understand. That is, maybe it's a health and safety thing. If ball goes in there and rattles about, it might it might hurt somebody. I don't know, mate. Who knows? It's just oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. We've got, we've got a great thing, uh, but yeah, it's good to see uh, it being used, and hopefully, it's bringing more people down. I spoke to Jamie from the Community Sports Trust the other day; said they've had well, well over a thousand people visit for the exhibition down at New York Stadium. Um, cool. It's great. I'm, I'm enjoying everything about New York Stadium at the minute. To be honest with you, I just want to be back there watching Rotherham United again, though. Is the problem? No, it's not, no. Two weeks away. Two weeks on Saturday is the first home game of the season. Um, (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, anyway, anyway. We've had enough positivity. Let's talk about some whinging, yeah? What? (laughs) Talk about some whinges from uh, the the business, transfer business. Some of it's valid, some of it's just... Whinging for whinging's sake, but let's talk about it anyway. The main gripe, Ben, seems to be that we're not, uh, the squad is not good enough. Um, that's not just come from Robin fans, that's come from outside forces as well. Um, I'm a little bit, I don't really get it because when you strip it back, I don't think Paul wanted, I think, the starting 11's there. And I think the starting 11 is there. You've got Victor or Vickers in goal, whatever, whoever you want to pick. People say that Woody's not going to play loads of games this season. I, I put I put money on Woody playing at least thirty five games this season. It's nearly nearly all the season. You've got Humphreys who can play in there, McCarthy can play in there, Wes that can play centre back, a Duffin that can play centre back. So centre backs, although we could do with a body, we're probably done. Right wing back, you've got Kyoso. 
and left wing right, you've got Cohen Bramwell and Shane Ferguson. So we're probably a little bit light on the right hand side, but we're not going to get him better than Kyoso, probably. Midfield set in it. Let's be right about it. You've got five, was it five midfielders in there? Midfield's pretty much set. You can again maybe bring in a body, but that might be it. And then strike, we all know the striking situation. We're at least one striker short, maybe two. Have I got anything wrong in there? Do you like to disagree with anything no. I've just said? I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the problem is, personally. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah, we're a striker or two short, but who isn't? Name a football name a club in the football league, but probably Man City now that they signed Ireland who's short of a striker. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> There's every club is short of a striker, so it, it, it's just people whining about something. I, I guess I I struggle to understand it because no one has no idea. We have no idea what's going on in the club. We have no idea how well the team's performing in training. Kelly could be the next Lewandowski, or he could be the next, you know, next Adebayor or someone, and just yeah, next Freddie. You know, what I mean, he could just not be very good. People have no idea, so uh, um, uh, it's un- I don't know. I don't. I don't understand what what all the complaints are about. Personally, baffles me. Yeah, uh, John Morell, the running fan, points out it's quality over, not quantity. Uh, and that's that's key, Mick. That's key. Yeah. Ball one could generally go out and sign 10 players tomorrow. He could do it easily. Yeah, yeah. Not better yeah. than what we've already got. And that's do you remember what, what happened last time? Crucial. A Robert manager did that. Alan Stubbs. And Steve Evans. And Steve Evans, yeah, great. They've done the promotion. You can't use him. Yeah, but he put club in a very bad position. Yeah, he did. It's, it's, it's quality of a quantity, isn't it, Mick? And that's, that's the key key phrase I, I suspect they're working on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you look at, just as an example, you look at the defender that we've got rid of in, in Hekwe, okay? So we've, we've gone and replaced him with an ex-Man City player. We've, we've got somebody on trial from Wolves who played in the Dutch Premier League last season. Mm-hmm. We've got Wes Harding, who we know... We know his quality. Uh, Makata was just recovering from his, um, you know, his induction, his quad injury. Um, who, who looks a quality player? We've got players who've got experience and quality at a higher level than we've been playing at. So we've replaced a player that was a League One player um, who's failed in the Championship twice before um, with players who've got that experience. We've never done that before. We've not done that before. You look up front, we've got rid of Smithy, and then we brought in players with championship experience in the likes of Eves, the likes of Washington. Yeah, international experience in terms of Connor Washington. They may not be prolific goal scorers. Michael Smith wasn't a prolific goal scorer. He had a good season in League One. That's it. One good season. Um, but we brought in the players with the experience. This, this time last season, we brought in Shane Ferguson, who got a bit of experience. Don't worry about it. You know, we just bought in players that we could develop. Um, I think that I think so far the transfer business has been absolutely excellent, really, really good because I think they have brought in quality. Um, we've not just lumped for let's get some bodies in. Um, they bought in players that either one have got that experience or two they feel that the, that the team feel that they can develop. Um, so uh, for me, I'm very, very happy with the way it's gone so far, and I'm absolutely positive that the the incomings are not, by any stretch of the imagination, complete yet. So, mm. I, I can't, I, some of the chat is just bizarre. It's really bizarre, but they, you know what I mean. What can you do? We've, mm. we've seen it all before, haven't we? Um, and people don't learn. Yeah, no. You know, uh, Jalen Simpson does say that Paul Warren seemed frustrated with the lack of movement. Yeah, he did. I, 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 I picked that up, but he did say didn't you, that, that two players that day said that we're going to go elsewhere. So that it could have just been that's you know it, that's all it was. Two players have decided to go elsewhere, and he's just frustrated. I know I'd be frustrated, Ben. So uh, and that's what you get with Paul Warren. He plays his heart on his sleeve. We know this. We'll talk about the, the podcast in a minute. But this is the thing with Paul. If he's upset or, or you know not happy about something, it's very obvious. And then fans go, "Oh, he's frustrated about something." Stuart must not be paying cash, or this must be wrong, or that must be wrong. It just seems like two players have just said no, and we've got to move on. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> What's the question? What's the question? <laughs> What's the question? Your opinion on what I just said? 
Yeah, I agree. Obviously, we'll talk about the podcast and Paul Warren in a minute, but uh, you know that's a good, that's a good narrative to follow in it. Stuart won't won't get his hand out his pocket, so that's what I'm going to go with personally. Uh, Why not? Because I don't like him. He's an awful, awful chairman. Won't get, won't, <laughs> won't dip his hand in pocket. Uh, he's done nothing for all of them. Uh, yeah, get him out. Of here, <laughs> yeah, Paramount UK points out the very important point, very, very important point. He thinks at least five players will be coming in on loan. I think we're possibly waiting on other clubs, though it's all about the domino effect. Transfer markets don't just happen, they are they are so impacted by other people's movements. So, for example, you've got Burnley, you got Burnley sold somebody else to Wolves, and they've got that cash now. Now they're now looking at the O'Hare from Coventry. And then Coventry will then look at somebody else from somewhere else. And that, that cash then floats down the system. You've got to wait for that to happen because then play, more players become available left, right and centre. It's not all about Rotherham United. <laughs> when we are nowhere near the top of this food chain, are we? We are nowhere near the top of this food chain. We've got to wait for the people to come become available. Um, Brian Vernon says he's happy except from a striker. Yeah. But everybody needs a striker, Mick. Everybody wants a striker. But, but yeah, absolutely, and and you know we may. End well, I do up... agree. I do agree with Brian about that, though. Yeah, it'd be nice to get another one in. It'd be nice to get another one in. Um, but the, the the other thing to bear in mind with all this, and I know it's been mentioned a couple of times in the comments there, the loan the loan market, whilst it's open, has not even started yet. You know, teams are still trying to bring players in, trying to trying to settle the squad, and then and only then will they decide whether the players are going to go out on excuse me out on loan. So, it, it, it there's there's loads of time, loads of time, and it, it you know when does when does the when does the the the, the transfer window shut? Is it end of August? First September. Uh, yeah, yeah, there'll still be there'll still be movement in, in going through August. So, hmm. nothing at all to worry about. Yeah, you sort down. of spells in in the summer transfer it. window. You have the free transfer window, and I know they all open at the same time technically. But the free transfer window is realistically open until pre-season starts, 1st of July. And then it maybe goes on for a couple of weeks later. And then later on in July, realistically, the, the transfers you pay cash for then start to open up. Mm-hmm. And then towards the beginning of August onwards, the loan market properly opens up. So you sort of have three windows within an actual transfer window. It's how it generally works for us. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I understand why people are worried, but you've got to look at the bigger picture. We're not there yet. We are, we're not this, at our destination of the, of the championship yet, are we, really? This, so. this is the problem, though, Matt, isn't it? You know, the, uh, you, 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 I don't understand why people are frustrated. I genuinely don't. Because... Well, it, 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 they seen the lack of players last night. Say again? They seen the lack of players on Wednesday night. I think, I think that's a lot of it. <sighs> yeah. But but Wednesday night we're playing a pre-season friendly in Manchester, and and that's it. We don't look any further than that. You know what I mean? The, 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 all the comments and all the stupid daft comments are based purely and simply on one game against Salford, where we're playing roll on roll off subs <laughs> with 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 half a junior team, and, and all of a sudden transfer windows crap, recruitment's crap. We've got worst squad we've ever had in a pre-season, and 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 we're all we're all going to go down, and everybody's going to die. It's like God, have a look, broaden your horizons, have a look a little bit further into the future, have a look into the past, what's happened in the past, what's happened previously. We can't just base it on one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And come come two weeks today, if we lose one nil at home to Swansea, it's just going to be the worst season ever. But it is, isn't it? <laughs> as well yeah yeah it will Cheer uh, it's a marathon not a sprint um, Brian Vernon will just rightly point out we'll probably we'll talk about this maybe next week after but we need a good start even more yeah. with the big boys yeah I think I think you are right um, we will come on to that later on the show Jimmy Dyson says very happy with the recruitment so far the pace in the team along with the quality and experience of players playing at a high level excites me he doesn't think we'll go down he'll put it 16th yeah I think the pace is very exciting very exciting. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, we'll probably talk about that again in a minute, to be honest with you. But let's go where <laughs> we are now. Let's talk about the moment of truth. Um, the podcast finally aired on the day that we are recording, which is 
Thursday. Uh, five episodes at a time. I don't know when the second lot is coming out. We will find out on Sunday, Mick, won't we? Uh, yeah, yeah, we will. I know actually because because it, it's already been announced, but we will find out for definite on Sunday. Yeah, it's five episodes every Thursday for the next oh. two weeks. So okay. next Thursday, another five, and the final five the Thursday after. Uh, okay, but we might get a better insight into why that is. Yeah, so on Sunday's episode, Sunday night's episode live on YouTube, which was about Monday morning through the podcast, we will be speaking with the brains behind it. Simon Clancy, the guy uh, who you can hear talking to Paul Warren and Carl Robinson, will be joining us on Sunday, uh, and we're going to ask him some questions about the podcast, get his thoughts on it, and whatever else, um, which we're all looking forward to. Well done, Michael, for arranging that one. Um, so what are your thoughts? I know, Ben, I think you've only listened to one or one or two episodes? Yeah, first one. The one. Just the first one. The, the, the Miller's Cross. What are your thoughts on it? I thought your thoughts on it, mate. Uh, he, he's good. Um, I, I kind of, I, I love how, I like how passionate Paul Warren is and like how much he cares about it, but I, I think he, I think he is, uh, I've got a theory, right, that I was. He's not going to upset somebody, is it? It was for some people may not like it, but I think this is what happened, right? The, Paul Warren's a very passionate person, right? But he's a very he he um I think that there is a lack of confidence there. Mm-hmm. Because these these thoughts, these that he says I'm not gonna spoil all this, but the, the thoughts that he says he sometimes has and you know, the worries that he has, for me, is maybe the reason why we bottled it, because that that, that might have subconsciously uh, you know, that might just show mm. through his body language. Uh, and then, you know, when and obviously as a team, the, the manager's kind of a leader. Once the person who you look up to and the, the leader starts to show that, it kind of wears off on yourself, which is maybe why we we, we bottled it. Because we did. Let's, let's, we started let's be, to bottle it. We didn't bottle it. We started. Let's be real. We bottled, we bottled it. Let's be real. All right. Positivity. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah. So, I, I think, yeah, but I, I think there's a lack of confidence there. But I, I love it. I love how passionate they are. But, I disagree with the way that they see certain things, but obviously I'm not a football manager, so who am I to comment? Okay. I know what you're saying about that, and I think there's a, the, Paul Warren, he doesn't live on a fear of failure, but that's maybe not even what motivates him, but he clearly has a fear of failure, uh, and it's not not a fear of feeling bad about it, it's a fear of disappointing other people. It's feel about upsetting the fans, his players, his family, and things like that. I think that's what comes across to me. And I know what you're saying, that that could, you know, that could in turn result in, you know, desperation. Which, if de- if desperation feeds into your players, then you're going to start losing because there's desperation rather than that one that will to win. Um, and I think maybe we did get in a rut, but he also got us out of that rut at the end of the season. We we, we were sailing into playoffs, weren't we? But Paul Warren and his team managed to turn that around, which we'll come on to uh, a, little bit, a little bit further on when the episodes are released. Um, Mick, anything on Ben's just said? Um, yeah, I mean, over 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 my career, I've worked with some quite a lot of um, leaders in inverted commas. Some have been unbelievable leaders who I would do anything for. Some have been woeful, and I mean woeful. Um, and 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 the woeful leaders have been more recently in recent times. Um, the better leaders were in the past. In 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 the good old days, if you like. However, um, all these current crop of leaders all aspire to be like Paul Warren, mm. to be that kind of person. And none of them that I've come across, with the exception of Paul Warren, listening to these podcasts, none of them come close, but he does. Um, and he's, he's, he's the type of bloke that I personally... If he was my gaffer, I would run through brick walls for him. And the more vulnerability and the more um, well, vulnerability that he showed me, the more I would do for him. I, I, no, but I just, that it actually wears off. Because when you're a leader... But it doesn't, does it? It does. It does. If it's honest, I think if it's honest and, and yeah. pure... I don't think it wears off because it's you, you. You're just being you. Whereas I think I think if you use Steve Evans as an, ex- as an example, this is a leadership debate I never thought we'd have on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. The Steve Evans effect is 
Grr, I'm angry. I will shout it. That's the Steve Evans mantra. And that only works for a period of time. Because I don't think Steve Evans deep down is actually like that. We spoke to Michael O'Connor, who said away from football, he's a great guy. And I think that's why the Steve Evans one wears off because you're not he's not really being real. He's putting on an act where that is what that's Paul Warren. That's well, that's him, isn't it? I disagree. I think you I think he's trying to hide. I think he's trying to hide the fact that he doesn't want to let the, the fail to the players. But he's he not hiding it very well. He's said it players. out. He's, he's literally said it. No, I, he do, but uh, it just it doesn't make sense to me because he, is it, as, as a player, if your leader is kind of have has got that thought of failing in the back of his mind, that's 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 worrying. That's you know, worrying. Everybody has those. For me, I don't you know. Can't, I, I can't. can't I can't speak for else. I suppose, but for me, everybody has fear of failure. Everybody. I know, but even, even, even that level, it's, 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 it's worrying because that's your that's that's your lead. That's who you look up to. That's who you meant to put confidence in you and motivate you. And if he's showing a lack of uh, a, a fear of failure, that kind of for me that would that would that would worry me. That because that that goes through all the players. They might not show it the players, but it definitely gets through. They will definitely notice that. And that, that that's maybe for me why why we we struggled toward the end of the season or. Uh, just before the end of the season, it's mm. it's an interesting thought, and it's not something that I'd I'd really I'd really I'd really cross my mind. Um, and and you might be right, you might be right. However, the thing about Paul Warren and the thing about Richie Barker and Hamshaw and and the team as well, they they won't rest and sit back on that and allow it mm. to happen again. They will learn from that. They'll learn how to deal with those emotions. Learn how to deal with what happened. And, and do it better next time, and that's that's what he that's what his personality shines through. What what shines through in his personality for me, the fact that yeah, every day is a school day, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I'm frightened. Yeah, I don't know whether I've done the right thing. I didn't do the right thing. I'll change it next time, and we'll do it again. We'll do it differently. But he's outward. He's open, you know. Steve Evans, Stevens was completely the opposite, and and I'm sure. Probably in real life, Steve Evans has the same insecurities that everybody else does. But as a, as a gaffer, I wouldn't have done anything for him. I would have done. I would, in fact, I would have gone the opposite. If he'd have been my gaffer, I would have gone the opposite and done everything I possibly could to undermine him because I'd want him out. Because that's not how to treat people. That's not how you motivate people. For me, let me rephrase that. That's not how you motivate me. You know, as a gaffer. Um, so- but this is why Paul Warren surrounds himself with people, brings in players who are of the same mindset because they're all on the same level. So they all understand this fear, that fear, this vulnerability, the other. They're intelligent enough to understand that and they can see that they're going to, those players are all going to have those same fears of failure. If the manager also has that, then it's something that they're able to, they're able to discuss together and work together as a team because they are a team ultimately. Paul Warren is just a figurehead. He's the man that carries the can. However, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether yeah, they, so, I, I agree, but so Ben, with that fear of failure when when things get tough, that that's that's what costs you because that that comes through when when it gets it one nil down at when you one nil down at uh, you know bottom of the league away and there's ten minutes left. That's what that's what gets but, you the fear of failure. But in our yeah, history of Paul Warren. What have we done? We've come back from that. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I hope, and I hope you're right. I no, hope you just. I, I hope you find ben, a way to. This is something we've talked privately about: is the England cricket team and their the <laughs> test team, and how they have they they is again something I didn't think we'd bring in, but the England test team are trying to bring in a fear of no fear. You can go out, just do what you do, be the best you can possibly. Be. If it fails, don't worry about it too much because you get another go. If you lose a game, don't worry about it. You've got another game. You don't like that, Ben, but you also don't like Paul Warren, which is they are no. contrasted. So, do you know? I'm not trying to ask you. That. Yeah, they're yeah. I 100. But listen, I the way I see football, right? Or the way I see sports, and the way I think it should be played is a Neil Warnock type way. Motivation, right? But there was also. You know, you just confident. There's got to be some sort of confidence there that will get you through it. But when times get tough, there's got to be that motivation of, I am not losing. No, I don't want to lose. So I'm not losing. 
Does that make sense? Uh, and uh, and yeah. with the England cricket team, I think that's there is a point of that, but it's it's the laughing and joking that I don't like. It it should be serious. That's yeah. what I don't like. I, I like the I like the fact that we're slogging it. I like the fact that we're doing all these things, and I, don't, I like the fact that there's no fear of failure. But getting out for four, you know, a golden duck or whatever when you first batted, that's unacceptable. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, it sort of does. I guess what you're saying. I was just trying to put them there, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, I, don't, I don't think we've seen... I think these first five episodes have shown the vulnerable Paul Warren. And then it, then yeah, it can well, have yeah. a go at him. We've seen the first episode, it can have a go at him. I think as it gets further down the line, we'll see the other side of Paul Warren. If you look through the trailer they put on Twitter of his team talk at Gillingham, mm-hmm. that just... You'd do anything for that, wouldn't you? And you know, yeah. that's makes sense to me. Well, you don't know how you don't know how well, sorry, but you don't know how these are trying to narrate it as well. These could be doing some sort of things, you know. I don't know what, but they could they can make it go a certain way if they want to, if that makes sense. The the BBC, so it's kind of hard to tell as well. To be fair, by the nature of these things, you know, the, you're building up to the next episode, aren't you? You're building up to 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 a, to a crescendo to make sure that everybody everybody watches or listens all the way through. So there's going to be a certain amount of of that, I imagine, or that's something we could certainly ask, um, ask Simon on, uh, on on Sunday. But at the bottom line with it is that as a club, we have got a manager who bleeds red and white. He mm. bleeds this club. It means so much to him. It means more to him or as much to him as it means to all of us. You know, there are 92, 91 other football clubs in this in this country, professional football clubs, who would, who would kill to have a manager like that, you know, mm. a manager who, is, who, 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 would, who would just do anything for the club and, and we've got one. But not only have we got one, he's not some archaic, archaic dinosaur who throws teapots at everybody, you know. He's, he's, he's a modern forward-thinking manager and more forward-thinking leader. Mm. I can't tell you how lucky we are. I cannot, I cannot express in, in words how lucky we are to have him as our manager. Um I just, it's just, it's phenomenal. And the more I listen to him and get to know him personally through these, through these podcasts, it's just, it's wonderful. Mm. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. It just sort of makes you want to be a bit better, doesn't it? Yeah. Even, even though you're not playing for him, you want to do better things. You want to be better at everything you do. We want to make better podcasts, father, son, job, job. It just makes you want to be better by listening to him and understanding him a bit better. Um, yeah, incredibly lucky. Um, we should also point out, and this is not—I don't think this is too much a spoiler, but I think this is a good indication of us sort of bearing in mind what what we say and what could be happening. He talked about the Shrewsbury game. Now we all remember the three 0 loss at Shrewsbury, um, and I went back and listened to our podcast post match, and the criticism that we piled on in terms of team selection—if we, we didn't play Chio and we didn't play Mikel Miller on that game. I remember me, me, you, me, Mick, and Danny. But I think Ben don't. I haven't listened to them. But we were very critical, saying I can't understand any reason why we would play at least one Chio or Miller. It doesn't make any sense. And it turns out that Mikael Miller was on the, if according to the head of medical, he was on the verge of a very bad hamstring injury mm-hmm. if he if he played full ninety minutes. And that's a sign, Mick, that we we record this. So when we say it's stuck, it's out there. We're not getting it back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's always my point is it's something that we we'll never know that and we shouldn't really know it because of this we're very lucky that this podcast come out. But this is just sad things. So many things going behind the scene that we don't just see, and we've yeah, got to yeah. be wary of that. Maybe sometimes. Can I just add? I've said this for a year. For a year. Which bit? But you don't know what goes on in training. You don't know what. Goes I know on. this is a, this is a very specific example. This this is the point. Looking. Yeah. We now have a definitive example of, or everybody saying one thing and actually. I think yeah. again, not to spoil anything. But I think Paul Warren said it, it. It was at risk of being out until October. I think we played in March, so that's that's how bad the version of the injury could have been. Is, is the point I'm making? I think one of the one of the other things to bear in mind is that you know we like like, like you say, you know, we all we're we're all we're all football managers, aren't we? Um, but I've been criticised in the past for saying you know, and and people probably taking. Some of my tweets the wrong way by saying, you know, he's not, I've said he's not open to criticism, and and I, I, he's not open to criticism. Yeah, he might make mistakes, but 
you listen to him, you listen to his train of thought, you listen to the consideration and the, and the thought that goes into the decisions he makes, a la Shrewsbury selection and, and everything else. They are made with incredible thought, incredible consideration, and based on the facts and information that, it, that he has at that time. If it turns out to be wrong, you can't criticise him for it. You can't, because nobody else, nobody would have, would have made, could have made a different decision based on the information that he had, or a better decision, should I say, other than through luck. You can't, because mm. everything that he does, he does it for the right reasons. And that for that reason alone, you can't be critical of it. If it fails, it fails. These things happen. But for me, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing to say, and it really is, and I know that it is. But he is above criticism for me. He is above it. But we will spend the next from 10 fans, minutes criticising him. From fans. From fans. Yeah. From us. Yeah, from us. Not from Pep, you know what I mean? Well... I don't think Pep's going to go ring Paul Warren. I know, I know. You know what you I should know. have done? I don't know yeah, why he didn't play Miguel Miller, Paul. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's wise enough. Yeah, we'll stop putting smoke with his backside, shall we? Just <laughs> lay off him, for God's sake. That's all I'm saying. Lay off him. Because he's, he's better than any of us. Yeah. Uh, Paul War- <laughs> Will Robux says Paul Warren's- a Paul Warren podcast is needed. It could start his own. We know what it Finishes f- football management, he could start his own podcast because he can just talk forever, can't he? And you'd listen mm. to him. Um, Powermed UK says Paul Warren needs to know how fantastic he is. Uh, Jay Boy says he's watched all five all five episodes of the podcast. What a manager have a lifetime contract, please. James Eisen says in one we trust. We are very lucky to have a staff uh, manager, backroom staff that love the club. They deserve the success in the championship, and hopefully this can be the season that we get it. Yeah. Uh, John Morell asks a question. I'm, I'm going to answer this question for you, Mick. John Morell says, hypothetical question to you, Mick. If you are one win in 12 games, uh, does he get a free pass or is he under pressure? M- Mick would say, if we finish the end of the season on 25 points, he would be, he would still get a free pass. Would that be wrong, Mick? No, that's bang on. Bang on. And, and, because, and, and the reason being, the reason behind that, John, is because... This is not a short-term project. This is not a, a six-month, one-season, two-season, three-season project. This is a 10-, 15-year project to build this club, possibly even longer, to build this club into a sustainable club that, that can that can live within its means and can live at a level. And, yeah, we go up, we go down, we go up, we go down. We've done that under Paul Wall, Paul won, I don't know how many times now, three or four times. But each time we've improved when we've gone up and we've improved when we've been back down there as well. So that, that whilst whilst the progress is small, it's still there, and and everything else that goes off in the background, behind the scenes in training, in 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 just the way that the club is now built structurally, you know, from 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 personnel point of view, it, it, it's it, it's it's just streets ahead of anything anything we've ever known as as as, as supporters of this club, and probably I would argue, streets ahead. Of many many other clubs from the top of the championship down to the bottom of uh, bottom of league two, it, it, it's it, it's professional in every way, and a lot of that is down to Paul Warren. I don't think, you know, twelve games into a season, or 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 even even another season, for me, it's not a defining factor in the in in what he's doing or done for and continues to do for this club. Um, I know it's a results-driven game, and, and everybody wants, you know, everybody wants to finish as high as possible. But I mean, John will know as well as anybody else. You want a club first and foremost. You want a club that's run properly, um, and, and that's what we're that's what we're building. And it's not complete yet. Whether it'll ever be complete is another matter, isn't it? But, uh, yeah. but for me, Paul Warren's the man to do it. Mm. I agree. Um, one, it's not a negative to come out of the podcast, but something different that I wasn't expecting to come out of the podcast is that Carl Robinson seems all right. Um, <laughs> I was really surprised. I, and um, again, not going to say too much in the podcast, but the Carl Robinson bits are very, very interesting, very, very good. Um, yeah, McKenzie, I know you've struggled to, you've got to re listen to those, wasn't you? Because you struggle with the sound a bit. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm driving back from Wales, and um, it, it was difficult to to, to listen to um, to Carl Robinson. I mean, he's, he's got a very strong accent, which is half the very problem. Strong, yeah. I, I'm as deaf as a post. That's another problem. My wife won't let me turn the radio up any louder. That were another problem. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to listen to it. But I have I, I, the the bits I've heard of him, I am mighty mighty impressed by him. Mm. And I, I, God, it, it hurts. Oh, you know it. But I, I don't want to spoil it for people, but he does explain within there how he's progressed as a person throughout mm. his um, managerial career, if you like. Um, he started at 29, didn't he? I didn't, didn't realise yeah. that. He started a young, 29-year-old. and yeah. Listen, as a football fan, obviously as a Rotherham fan, we're going, to be, we're, going to, we're going to want to push this anyway. But just as a football fan, I would quite happily sit and listen to just the Oxford ones. You know, as a football fan, it's fascinating. It really is fascinating. And it just gives a real insight into, into what goes on behind the scenes and how, and the emotions and and everything else. It's 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 a fantastic piece of work. Certainly the stuff that I've listened to so far, fantastic yeah. piece of work. Yeah. And great to relive the moments. Uh the uh, the fifth episode is the Wembley episode. Um uh, there's there's lots of stuff about that about picking the squad from Paul one which is very interesting, and again gives you a bit more int- insight on him as a person. But the, they've got the club commentary, Sam Todd and the Matt Goodwin commentary from the Wembley final as well, all goals going in and things like that. Uh, it's very 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 well done, and like I said, we're not even at the Gillingham game yet, which I can't wait for. Um, there's two bits I'm really looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to the Portsmouth talk because we've heard the, we've heard the preview of that, um, but that's going to be amazing. And obviously the final game of the season, the Gillingham one, to see the behind the scenes and the post-match and things like that from that point of view, I can't wait. Um, but I'll have to wait for that, won't we? Um, yeah, there we go. Um, we need to let everyone know that anybody is fancying going down to the charity football match at Flash Lane on Saturday that Danny is taking part in. You still can. That is kicking off at 1. The event starts at 12. There will be a raffle with plenty of prizes as well as a tuck shop. The raffle will be joined after, and there's awards handed out, and there's an after party at Kimmy Park Pub. So if you can't make it there, you can always go to the Kimmy Park Pub afterwards, and they'll be sort of celebrating and having a good old drink or three. Um, are you two going to be going to this? I don't. I don't. Yeah. You, Omen and Arin. Yeah, we are. We are going. Uh, yeah, but we're not. We're not going to be there at twelve because I've got training. We'll be about quarter to one, half twelve. These aren't playing, by the way. Mick, yeah, Mick and playing. Ben aren't playing. Next year, I'm going to see if they let you be ref, Mick. Yeah, that is a good idea because it'll teach him a lesson. It will teach <laughs> me a lesson. What, I, what we'll try and do, we'll try and get you to referee and we'll see if Howard Webb can come along and assess you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 um, no. We should also point out next, we've also, next Thursday is the Legends Evening uh, at Rotherham Rugby Club. Kev Johnson has given us the green light to stream the event as best we can. So hopefully, touching wood, technology technology willing, uh, we will be able to bring you the Q&A from Rotherham Club live to YouTube. If we can't bring it live, we'll record it and put it out afterwards. Um, but the aim is to try and bring that. And then we'll ask you know, if, if people that can donate to Rotherham Hospice, please do so. But we'll, we'll work on that. That will mean, though, that next week's Thursday episode, Thursday evening episode, will be recorded on Wednesday evening, probably. Uh, and then we'll be out Thursday morning rather than Friday morning because we've got something on, uh, obviously, on that Thursday evening. Uh, and then the next Sunday's episode will be moved as well. We'll talk about that next week, maybe. Um, I think we're just about out of stuff. Uh, so before I ask Mick and Ben if there's anything else, please do subscribe on YouTube if you, if you are or haven't already. Please subscribe, give this video a thumbs up. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you may get your audio podcasts from. The, the moment of truth is on BBC Sounds is the best place to get it. It is another word, but... Yeah, the first, two, the first two are on Spotify. Yeah, the first two are on Spotify, but all five are on BBC Sounds. So just yeah. download BBC Sounds to your device or your computer. Just go on BBC Sounds. You'll be able to find the moment of truth podcast there. And like Mick says, the next five are out next Thursday. We shall class with our podcast. Brilliant. Uh, Mick, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Mick, Ben, anything you want to talk about before we... Uh... Cool. It just made me made me smirk a little bit when you said technology permitting we'll uh, we'll go live from the the Legends event. It's nothing to do with technology, is it? 
our ability to operate technology permitting. You know, that's what that's the, that's the thing, though, isn't it? If you're an idiot, you can just blend technology. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, why has this not worked? Technology. Seems <laughs> <laughs> fair. No. Yeah. Uh, we've, got, we've obviously got a friendly on Saturday that we will talk about, um, and then that's the Simon Clanston will join us to talk about the moment of truth. Danny will be back with us to give us a sort of a more idea of New York Stadium uh, European Championships. Um, we haven't covered any rumours, but I don't think there are any. Mick, Ben, anything else? No. Wonderful. So it's been a pleasure to be back with you. I hope everybody stays cool this weekend. <laughs> I know you won't, but I hope you do. And stay safe, stay wherever you are. If you go Saturday, please enjoy it. Uh, if you can donate on the day, please do so. It's from Hospice, which is obviously an amazing cause. Mick, Ben, it's been a pleasure. See you soon. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.